on this episode of TR Talk. Don't get discouraged. Don't get frustrated. Whether you're trying to gain weight, whether you're trying to lose weight, whether you're battling, battling an autoimmune disease like me, don't give up. Try to translate any negativity into positivity um, and just just keep grinding. It does get better. And um, you know what? Hey, your health is always worth it. Good morning, and welcome to another episode of the TR Talk podcast, where I help millennials to fast track their personal development and kick ass. This is your host, Tommy Tahoe Alamo. I'm no expert. I don't claim to be, but I go out and find them. I do the dirty work, and you guys reap all the rewards. So welcome to another episode. Got a great interview today with Nicole Zodi, and you know, this is a fun one. Uh, Nicole and I go way back. We uh, knew each other and played tennis together back in elementary school and middle school. Our families were close. And, um, you know, it had been a while since we connected, but I saw that she was, um, you know, running her own company, Naturally Nick, which is a health food company. Um, and I reached out to her, asked her how it was going. And, um, you know, she told me the story of, you know, the illness that she had. And, you know, we get into the full details. But, you know, what really impressed me was that she didn't just, um, sit around and let an obstacle like that get in her way. You know, she tells the story of, of how she saw an opportunity in what most would define as a very negative situation. Uh, so I thought that was awesome. Um, and she also answers a lot of the questions I had around health foods and the trends and what people say is quote-unquote healthy or not healthy. Um, and we break it all down for you. It was a really cool one, a little bit different than one I've ever done before. Um, but hopefully you guys like this one too. So uh, before we get into the interview, a few housekeeping items. You know, first and foremost, shout out TR Talk fan of the week, Anna Maderos from San Jose, California. Anna is a great supporter. Thank you so much for listening, for telling everyone about, uh, you know, the podcast and the blog and everything like that. I really appreciate it. So um, if you'd like to be like Anna, and maybe get a shout out. There's a lot of ways that you can support. And for everyone out there that is supporting and giving feedback, I really do appreciate it. It fuels me. It's my oxygen. And um, you you can head on wherever you're listening to this, rate it, hopefully five stars, give a review, tell me what you liked, what you didn't like, what you learned, anything, um, sharing out on social media. Then we also got, um, you know, the newsletter games going up. The YouTube channel's going up. The social media is hitting hard, heavy and hard. So you can go check everything out on tomalamo.com. Go and do that if you saw any value here. Um, without further ado, I've wasted two and a half minutes of your time. Let's get on into the interview with Nicole Zodi. All right, Nicole Zodi, welcome to TR Talk. Good morning. How are you? T, I am going to call you T for old time's sake, but <laughs> <laughs> I'm doing pretty well. How about you? I'm I'm doing great. I'm doing great. And for uh, for the listeners out there, uh, Nicole and I go way back, way back to, I mean, middle school, elementary school, playing tennis together. Seven, eight years old. Yeah, we were ripping it up back in the day. So, um, so I came across her story um but we're gonna dive into a little bit and it's been a long time since we've connected so this is fun so let's let's dive into it. i mean i found out about uh you know naturally nick your your company 
through Instagram and I was watching for a little while and, um, you know, impressed by what was going on, but I didn't really know the backstory. So then once we talked about it, that got me really hooked and, and wanted to get you on the show. So I'd love to hear from you just the origin of, of how the company started and, and, you know, kind of what you've gone through. What the reason I started my company is about a year and a half ago, I decided to train for a fitness competition, um, a bodybuilding bikini competition. And, um, basically that required a lot of counting nutrients, counting your calories, counting your carbs, proteins, and fats. And, you know, while I was always a healthy person, I began to become, and I didn't realize this at the time, I began to become really engrossed in numbers and quantity in order to achieve the numbers I had to achieve to obtain a certain physique. I became too engrossed in quantity over the quality of foods I was eating. And in order to achieve my numbers, I was on a very high protein diet. And basically, you know, at some point you get sick of eating rest all the time. So I began to rely on protein bars and, and these in these health foods that kind of would up my protein intake and, and be nice and high in fiber and really low in sugar. And again, they were perfect for my numbers, you know, because I was achieving my macronutrient numbers. But what I wasn't paying attention to was the actual ingredients I was consuming. Um, because you know what, when you see low sugar, low carb, high protein, you're pretty much sold. And um, basically, after a while, I started to obtain some some severe, severe digestive issues. Um, immense bloating to the point where it would hurt to breathe. Um, and you know, even some weight gain was associated with that. And it was tough and it was frustrating because I want, I was training for this competition and I had put in a lot and I was exercising all the time and, and it didn't make sense. And, um, you know, what started out was maybe once a week, these, these episodes of, of getting sick, to be honest, um, I would, I would be getting sick, you know, once or twice during the day, um, it started to become debilitating and, and affected my quality of life. Um, and so, you know, to, to keep this fairly short, basically, I, I started to see doctors and lo and behold, they found out that I had an autoimmune disease um, that had affected my thyroid and shut down uh, my entire immune system. It is called Hashimoto's. And um, basically, you know, when, when doctors went over, went over what, what I, I had asked them. I said, how does this happen? I mean, everyone knows me to be the walking nutrition facts, the health guru, the girl that always eats and tr eats well and treats her body right. H how could this happen to me? You know, how do I get the autoimmune disease when I eat perfectly? And, and basically the doctor said a lot of these foods and a lot of these health companies that market their products as healthy, you know, you have to be careful because a lot of what they put in that might make the numbers look good, you know, the low carb and the low sugar, it doesn't mean their ingredients are friendly to your body. Um, and so basically what had happened, the doctors kind of figured out was that some of the ingredients I was consuming had caused holes in my gut lining, which allowed various antibodies to leak in and, and essentially manifest my autoimmune disease. And they recommended um, that I try this diet, which is called the low FODMAP diet. Um, and, you know, we can delve into that more if you want, but it is a diet that eliminates a lot of foods 
some that are really common to people like eliminating gluten, eliminating dairy, but you know, a lot of foods that are not so common. And I started, I started that diet about, you know, four or five months ago, it has helped with my symptoms immensely. And basically, uh, that had inspired me to create a product that, that addresses that diet, because I don't think it's something that people, I don't think it's something that's really well known. I mean, we hear organic, we hear gluten-free, we hear paleo. Um, but I think a lot of people that I've talked to have struggled with the same the same issues, digestive, autoimmune disease. And I think this diet can really, really help with that. And I just don't think it's something that a lot of people know about. I, I ran a marathon like, I don't know, six months ago. And I had it up, up my calorie intake. I was always starving. And I was eating at least one or two uh, bars a day, whether it was a Quest bar or a Cliff bar or you know things that I thought were on the scale of protein bars, like, you know, the cleanest in terms of like low sugar, low carb, things like that. But, um, it's like the ingredients when you read into it is like, you can't even pronounce 12 of the words on there. So I've, I've started to, to cut those out as well. Cause I, I've noticed it wasn't like that I had health issues, but, or that I knew of, but I did notice myself, like I would just have less energy and, and stuff like that. So I've been trying to eat more just whole foods, but it's true that they just market the hell out of those products. They do. A Quest was my best friend. I was obsessed with their s'more bars. In the middle of my training, I was I was eating two or three a day because you know what? Again, high protein, low carb, and then I didn't even realize, oh, low sugar, but you know, there's 15 grams of sugar alcohols which which wreak havoc on your digestive system and your entire body. So, I'm glad you can relate a little bit. So, walk me through the on the FODMAP diet. Like, what are you like, how does your daily diet look like? Yeah, sure. So FODMAP, um, and again, I can give you a broad overview. FODMAP actually is, is an acronym that stands for fermentable oligosaccharides, disaccharides, monosaccharides, and polyols. And basically, those categories encompass various foods fall under each of those categories. So something like fermentable things like kimchi, things like kombucha, which, you know, is a huge health trend these days. Kombucha, so good for digestion. For some people that, that battle what I'm battling, you can't, you can't be consuming that because basically what it does is what those foods will do is they will create, I'm you know, sorry to get gross, but they create gas and they create water retention in your body um, and just cause severe digestive distress, such as, you know, maybe constipation or, you know, the other way around. So that was kombucha was on my list to ask you about because I know we we're going to be talking about gut health, and that's to me that's like the number one thing that I see is like if you want to work on your gut health, you start with drinking kombucha. So I've started drinking it. So you're telling me maybe that's not the best idea? Well, no, see, see and, that, and that's the thing. I don't want to say that it's bad for everyone. Like you seem to be, you know, pretty healthy dude. You have no issues, no autoimmune stuff going on. Kombucha is great for you. For me, basically, my body just can't process it that well. Um, mm -hmm. And what it does is it creates indigestion. Um, it creates just, for whatever reason, it just creates a lot of digestive distress for me. So, But kombucha, for anyone else, is awesome. It's filled with prebiotics and probiotics, which are so, so, so good for gut health. But when your gut bacteria already isn't good from the start, like someone like me, 
it just exacerbates the issue. So definitely for you, drink the kombucha if it works for you. Got it. Okay. So then what, all right. So then what else? Um, so you've eliminated the, you know, the fermented pieces, which is probably like some of the dairy and you mentioned gluten. So like, what are you, yeah. So what are you, uh, intaking? So, I mean, for me, uh, what, what am I intaking? I'm trying to think of what I, what I actually can eat these days, which is very minimal, but I mean, it's pretty much, I, I want to say whole foods, but a lot of really great whole foods I can't even eat. So for me, um, a lot of lean protein, like that comes straight from the source, no deli meats, nothing packaged, nothing cut, um, nothing cut up. So it's really just lean proteins, a lot of grass fed beef cooked in coconut oil or ghee, which is grass fed butter. Um, I even have to eliminate nuts and nut butters. Um, be just, yeah, that's tough. I mean, <laughs> peanut butter is my best friend in the whole wide world. So that was a really sad breakup. Um, what else? I eat um, pretty much anything from the ground. So it's, it's very paleo-like. I don't eat grains. Um, and not all grains are FODMAPs. I've just eliminated them for right now because of my autoimmune component to it. Potato, um, I eat a lot of root vegetables. But yeah, again, it's it's pretty limited right now. Do you ever like, can can your body handle like a cheat meal or do you you literally never stray away now? No, I mean, because you know what, if I don't cheat, I'll, I'll go absolutely insane. I mean, I'm a woman after all. So, you know, we need, our cho- we need our chocolate here and there and all the good things. But, but I have to know that, you know, the next day, I'm probably not going to be feeling well. And, you know, it's something that I just, uh, that, you know, you just have to accept and you have to deal with. But obviously, the more strict I am, the better I feel. But I mean, I'm also a granola entrepreneur. So I have to eat my granola here and there, which is which is great, you know. Just to stick on the on the health aspect before we dive into the granola business side, which I do want to talk about. So for those people that are listening that they might be like of average health, but they don't necessarily think about everything that they're putting in their body. Like, is there one, maybe like one tip or one food or drink that you would either suggest they cut out or add in that pretty much the average person could take in and it would help to make a pretty significant difference? Pretend that you were, that you lived during the caveman days or that you were Adam and Eve from the Bible that, that, that were the first humans on earth and think about really what was available to them, what was available to them. And think about how so many foods that we have these days were not available to them. My advice would be to eat like they would eat with what is available to them. Eat from the ground, eat what you can find. You know, I mean, I'm not going to say limit grains because grains are great for some people. They don't work for me, but I do some sort of paleolithic type of diet, you know, avoid the middle of the aisles in the grocery stores, eat your vegetables because those are really where the nutrients are going to come from. Definitely enjoy yourself. Um, but I would say, no, there's no one answer. You have to be well-rounded, you know, so everything in moderation, but definitely, definitely try to eat. Um, the way the way the cavemen eat ate like you know fifteen million years ago. Yeah, no, I, I would agree with that. I think that's that's important. We were talking about this before too, like how the body, the mind, like it all goes together. So like I'll know when days like I, I eat usually pretty clean during the week, and then on the weekends, you know, I stray from the path and I'll take down pizzas and all that, you know, all that good stuff. But I notice days where you know if I have 
you know, a kale smoothie in the morning versus, you know, bacon and eggs or whatever it is, or, you know, whatever I'm having in, you know, toast or whatever, like my mind is different. Like my mind will get foggy. I won't have energy. So like all of that goes together. And I think that's an important piece for people to realize. It's like, it's not just that you're going to lose weight or that you're going to look better in the mirror. Like you're going to be get, like, you'll be more creative. Like you're going to have more energy. You're going to be more enthusiastic. So I think that's just something that people don't, a lot of people may not understand. Absolutely. The relationship between the gut and your brain is, is incredible. And I keep learning about it more every day and it's, it's just fascinating. So I think it's definitely something people should be mindful of. Yeah. So, so to, to pivot a little bit to the business, right? So you, if we go back to your story, you're, you're going to all these health clinics and doctors and like, what the hell's going on? And, you know, they tell you that, um, you know, you have an autoimmune disease. And for most people, I think the first step would be to be like, well, this sucks. And, you know, probably make some changes. But I don't think everyone's gut reaction is to go create a, you know, a granola raw foods type of company. So how did that like, how did that get inspired? And like, what was the step that you took there? Yeah, sure. So, I mean, I, I definitely, you know, for the longest time, and I'm still, I'm not going to say that, you know, I'm happy go lucky now, but for the longest time, I was just, I was lost. I was depressed because I, I didn't have health and nutrition and to basically feel like all of that had failed you in a way was so discouraging. Um, and yeah, I totally felt bad for myself for a while and I was mad and I, didn't want to do anything, but, but basically, you know, I still had to eat at the end of the day and I still had to, you know, go about my daily life. And so basically what the, what that required me to do was just to start making a lot of my own foods, um, and kind of tweaking things that were, that were FODMAP friendly, if you will. So one of my go-to breakfasts was yogurt and granola. Well, had to lose yogurt. Now I eat some sort of dairy-free coconut yogurt, and that's fine. But granola, what, I, what I've learned now that I've started my own company, granola producers really market their stuff really well because a lot of the ingredients that go into these healthy granolas are just so bad for you. Um, and so I started to look at, at the foods I was eating um, – the amount of sugar that goes into these mainstream health brands of granola. Um, there's cane sugar, dried fruits, which really don't sit well in my body. Um, a lot of cases, low sugar granolas actually were filled with sugar alcohols. And um, a lot of them are made with honey, which honey is extremely high FODMAP. I can't eat it. Otherwise, my body will go into shock. Um, so basically, you know, it was my go-to breakfast. And I didn't really want to lose that. Um, so I kind of started to try to make my own granola and I really didn't think much of it. I had no intention of starting, starting a health company. Um, but I was making it and I was eating it. And, um, I think I'd mentioned this to you before, but, you know, my boyfriend at the time, he would, um, you know, he would eat it with me and, um, he's, you know, he said, this is so good. He's like, have you ever thought about maybe selling it? And I was like, you know, like that's the last thing I want to do right now. I have a full-time job. I don't really want to try to sell a product, but 
you know, eventually I would have friends come over and they would say the same things and they'd be like, this is so good. You know, Nicole, you really have something here. You know, why are you? And they would ask me, why are you making your own granola? Like what's going on? And I said, you know, I just, I can't eat mainstream brands and I'm so fed up with so many brands and companies marketing healthy when it's really not healthy or not healthy for a specific person. Um, and people kind of started to resonate with that story. And they're like, well, you know, you should, you should really, you should really make present this to the public. You know, you have something to say and you should, you know, even if it's something as small as granola, it could turn into something else. They're like, you should really create something and start selling and tell your story and, you know, run with it. And you know what, you'll probably get a lot of positive feedback and you'll probably get a lot of consumers that, you know, are unaware of this diet, are unaware of autoimmune diseases, and are unaware of big picture what they're consuming. And so I thought about it for a while. And I was like, hmm, you know, well, I've always loved health and nutrition. Um, don't not not loving my career right now, you know, maybe, may, maybe I'll try it. So started baking out of my kitchen, selling to friends and family. Um, you know, I got a ton of sales as soon as I did a mini launch and it was awesome. Um, and then, you know, I really went big scale. I started renting kitchen space. I registered as a company and I kind of, I didn't think too much of it at the time. I was just kind of going about it, but I, because I was getting such positive feedback, I started to realize, you know, you know, maybe I could have something here and, you know, maybe all these hardships that I've been going through, like my disease and whatnot, maybe I could turn that into something good instead of just wallowing in misery. Um, so, I mean, I'm in no way famous or anything like, like some of the other people you've been interviewing, but um, it's definitely a work in progress and I'm kind of excited to see where I take things. It's a good display and a good example for anyone that, you know, if you have a passion, you know, you, you don't need to be limited by that you already have a job or that you know, you've never had a business before or whatever, like the limiting beliefs are like, just go and do it. Just ch just try it out. And you never know, maybe it's going to suck or maybe it's going to be great. Um, so what's it been like to, to juggle all of the different factors, right? Like having, uh, you know, essentially two jobs, you know, you're juggling some of the health issues you've had and you seem to be taking it in stride, but like, how has that balancing project been? It's been, it's been really hard, um, you know, and on, you know, so I have, I have the full-time nine to five job and I know you know what that's like. I have a side job teaching fitness. And then, you know, as soon as I get a chance to breathe at the end of the day, I work on my granola, be it a recipe. So you got three jobs. Yeah, pretty much, pretty much. Um, so, you know, I barely have time to breathe, but you know, that's another thing I want to highlight. That's so important. You know, it's not. You're not always going to be comfortable. I mean, if you want to do well, uh, you really got to hustle. You got to hustle. I mean, you know, my jobs, you know, my, my you know, I, I came from, you know, a decent background, but my jobs pay for, pay for my business and what I want to do with it. They pay for the marketing I need to do. They pay for my bulk ingredients that I need to get when I go and produce. They pay for the kitchen space that I'm renting. You got to have a side hustle. Um, it's not always going to be comfortable. You know, you can't always go home and sit and drink a nice glass of red wine. Like when I get home from the office and when I get done teaching my fitness class, I sit down, I get on my computer and I start doing granola. Um, Hell yeah. So it's, it's tough.
yeah, you know, you, you, you gotta hustle. Um, and it's tough and, you know, I'll come home and my mother, you know, I'll joke about this. And once she listens to this, she'll probably, she'll probably want to kill me, but she'll come, I'll come home and visit and she'll be like, Yuck. you know, your lifestyle, I can't, she's like, I can't deal with it. You're all over the place. And, and, you know, well, that's sort of discouraging to me. I realized that's what I got to do right now. That's what I got to do. I can't just, because if you're not, then I don't think you're going to reach your full potential. I mean, so yeah, my lifestyle is crazy and chaotic and, and, you know, you can call me a nutcase, but that has sort of helped me. Um, that I think that that will help you reach your full potential because you just kind of got to go, go, go and run with it. If there's one thing I've, I've learned uh, from these interviews, it's that every single person is in some way a little bit, a little bit crazy, a little bit obsessed with what they're doing but that's how you that you have to do that if you're going to break free from you know being average and you want to be great at something um is to kind of take it to the next level and really be able to push yourself so i want to switch it up here do a couple rapid fires uh to close this out so the first thing would be in the health and fitness that broad category you know who is one or, or a few people that the average person should be following whether it's like you know, reading a book or listening to their podcast or their YouTube page. I know that one person that sticks out to me that I think is pretty cool is uh, Dr. Rhonda Patrick, who I'm not sure if you're familiar with her, but she comes on the Joe Rogan podcast a lot. And she talks all about different like crazy pieces about, you know, these nutrients and she's got her PhD and, and gets really scientific about it. And I like that. But are there any people that you follow that you'd recommend to the audience? What's the name? Dr. Axe. Have you heard of Dr. Axe? Dr. Axe. No. Dr. A-X-E. Um, he's total total health guru. Kind of more, you know, I don't want to say he's more for millennials, but he he knows like all the science of all of today's issues. And he really kind of, you know, in terms of me and, and everything I've dealt with, he really... He's real modern and he kind of, you know, because the, the battles we face today are not the same battles that our parents face. And so he really um, helps target, you know, young folks like you and me on kind of like the best remedies for issues and the latest superfoods to eat and, you know, the things you want to be aware of when shopping, things like that. He just constantly boosts out really great content. Um, so I highly recommend him. Cool. Well, I'll, I'm going to have to check him out. Um, what is a habit that you have picked up or dropped in the last, say, six months that's been beneficial for you, maybe outside of what we've already talked about? Um, definitely yoga, 100%. I'm addicted. Um, and I can't say enough good about it. It has definitely exercised because right now I can't exercise with my disease. Um, so it's, it's a great kind of side mini exercise outlet. Um, and the meditation aspect can just be so life-changing. It's hard. And for anyone that's trying to get into it, don't give it two or three classes because that's, you know, if you live a fast paced lifestyle like me, it gets really, really frustrating. Um, but honestly, once you really get into it, it, it can be life-changing. So I highly recommend yoga. Yeah. I've actually started doing it too the last, like, I don't know, year or so. And it's kind of that negative stigma that you think like, oh, you know, it's just for women and like you're, you know, wimp if you do it, if you're a guy, but like it's been, it's actually kind of taking a revolution, I think, where 
you know, professional athletes, you know, the toughest football players, like they do yoga and like flexibility is huge. So I've always been stiff as a board and it's, it's helped me on that piece a little bit, but I do enjoy it maybe like once a week. Can you do headstands yet? No, (laughs) (laughs) definitely not. No, it's, it's awesome. It's great for anyone, men, women, whatever. It's fantastic. So highly recommend. What is one thing that you think is holding you back from reaching the next level of Nicole Zodi? Uh, that's, that's an easy one. And it's something I battle with every single day. And that's my image. Um, you know, easy, straight up, real talk. So, I mean, obviously, you know, T, I went to a pretty prestigious school, majored in, majored in international business and finance. And, um, you know, to be, to be going into something in health and nutrition kind of for a while has felt like, not like I'm downgrading, but it's not the path I saw for myself. And I always wanted to see myself doing what looked like the best, you know, going into finance and consulting, doing, doing corporate and all that stuff. And, um, to be going into something else just is a little bit scary. And to be going outside of the path I created for myself, because, you know, like I said, the mind is a really powerful thing. And we create a lot of, we, we think a lot and we create a lot of, like I created a future for myself that, you know, before I even got into health and nutrition, and now that I'm not following that, it's really hard for me because I have my passion and I have where my heart is, but I also have where my mind is and what I think is the right thing to do. And, you know, what's really helped me is seeing a lot of people that have just basically said, yep, I quit my desk job and I went for it. And they're really, really, really successful. And, I, and I'm not there yet. And it's totally something I battle with every day because, you know, I think to myself, God, I love doing this and I love health and I, I want to get there. But the other part of me is, no, wait, Nicole, like you got your degree in this. You're supposed to go down this path because that's the right thing to do. And I think that's, that's the image you want to present for yourself being so financially successful. Um, but, you know, I have to constantly take a step back and just, and just, not worry so much about the image I created for myself and the image I want others to see. Um, I have to kind of follow my heart a little bit more. Um, so again, not there yet. That's why I still work a full-time job. Um, but you know, I think you really got to take risks and, um, that's something I'm trying to get myself to every single day, taking that jump. Wow. Yeah. I, I love that. I mean, it's, well, I've got two things to say about that. You know, one is that, you know, where you start is is definitely not usually where you finish. I mean, like just from these conversations alone, there's one that I have, uh, I haven't released it yet, but it's a, a CEO of a software company that she started as an oil painter. And, you know, whatever, 15 years later, she's running her own software company. It's just like crazy, you know, how, where life can take you. Um, and, you know, the second piece is just about, you know, when you find what you're actually passionate about and, and being able to kind of be yourself, I think is huge. Like it took me, um, I probably did with Ryan like six or, or 10 podcast episodes where we would just interview each other before we had the guts to actually put it out there and, you know, put it out in the public. And then, you know, all your, your coworkers know and your, your family knows and all that stuff. And it's just like, it's just such a liberating feeling to actually do it. Um, and to like, you know, kind of put your, put yourself out there and be yourself. So I think that, that was a great answer. Oh, thank you. Um, and I, I just want to say to what you just said about doing, 
interviews between you and Ryan. Um, Cause I don't know which podcast of yours I was listening to you highlighted on this. Maybe it was making bold decisions. Um, I loved that one, by the way. Um, but you had touched on the fact that you and Ryan just didn't, were kind of afraid or didn't want to launch it because you didn't know what people would think and you didn't want to be embarrassed and things like that. And, and the fact that you did is so inspiring to me because you are making a difference. I, I've been so inspired by the people you've interviewed. And so, you know, I think you're a great example of, you know, going for it and getting that positive feedback and just being, being willing to take that risk and having it, uh, having it translate into some sort of reward. And, you know, I'm, I'm excited to see the things that you continue to do for sure. Well, I, I appreciate that. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's crazy. I mean, you gotta just take the, you gotta take the leap and go for it. No matter if it's, you know, a podcast or a business or just being yourself. I feel like a lot of times people are, are, you know, they hold back the, I don't want to say the weird things, but the thing, the unique things that make them, them, you know, like that they're interested in, um, just at the sake of like not wanting to be made fun of when it's like, actually the people that I like the most in the world are the people that are like, you know, I know something weird about them because it's like, that's who they are and they're passionate about that. And I think that's cool. Um, so it's kind of like the reversal of like what you normally think is cool, which is just like, you know, being an average person and like, just, I just watch Netflix 12 hours a day and just do nothing. Yeah. I mean, that's the, that's the weird things are what make you human and are what make you relatable. I love to see people that are just doing what they love and, and getting after it. Like we were just saying, making the bold decision to do that. So that's, it's always inspiring. Um, and, you know, there's a lot of people that are all, you know, are on the fence of trying to do something and should I do it? Should I not? There's, there's someone that I met through the podcast, a, a listener that I won't mention his, his name, but he was thinking about doing a fitness challenge and he had, you know, uh, gained a lot of weight and you know he said like hey you know i was listening to that and because of the podcast like now i'm starting a fitness challenge and now i see him on instagram and he's posting about all this weight he's losing he's going to the gym and he's killing it and i just and then you know because of him there's going to be eight other people that start doing something that they love and that inspire them and i think it's just the more people that can share their stories like that i think is just really important so let's round this thing up last question for you do you have any last words for the audience and then where can we find you and where can we find naturally nick on social media anywhere on the interwebs last words for the audience um i would say for those of you that are on a health journey don't get discouraged don't get frustrated whether you're trying to gain weight whether you're trying to lose weight whether you're battling battling an autoimmune disease like me don't give up try to translate any negativity into positivity um, and just just keep grinding. It does get better. And um, you know what? Hey, your health is always worth it. Um, Naturally Nick is on Instagram. She doesn't have a ton of posts yet, but I definitely recommend a follow. She's got a lot of awesome flavor. So it's just Instagram is just hello, Naturally Nick. That's my company name. And um, you can also follow. What's the best flavor? The best flavor? I would say the popular one is spicy cacao with extra protein. Um, so it has eight grams of protein per serving. It's like spicy chocolate, but it has cacao. Really good for your body. Really good at battling off all those free radicals that, that are in our environment. Um, and I mean, who doesn't like more protein, right? So follow me. Um, I'm in the middle of creating some more content. My website is naturallynick.com. Pretty simple. 
And uh, yeah, just show me some love. And that's our interview with Nicole Zodi. It was a great one. Hopefully you guys liked it. Let me know what you think. Um, I love the health food talk. I love the health uh, talk that we went on. So if you found value there, thought it was interesting, let me know. If you didn't, let me know that too. I, I think it's a really good one. And, um, you know, shout out to Nicole for, for sharing her story there and, and getting vulnerable with us. But, um, again, so much support, very overwhelmed by it, but please keep it up. Let me know what you think. Head on over to TomLamo.com. Episode 42 here, and the train keeps rolling. Out.